Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by FreshBooks. Go to FreshBooks.com slash Grumpy and to Grumpy Old Geeks in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get your first month of unrestricted use absolutely free with no credit card required. FreshBooks, it's what accountants crave. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, the tech news show for adults. I'm Jason DeFilippo here with my cohort, compadre, and co-host. Brian Schulmeister. How are you doing, Jason? Doing great. Doing great. First off, I want to say uh, thank you to everybody who has filled out our survey. Um, We are almost there. We need. We still need your help. Uh, please, it takes like less than thirty seconds. Just grumpyoldgeeks.com slash survey, and seven questions. Most of them are drop down. You don't even have to think. Point and click and choose, and you're on your way. <laughs> if we can knock this out, then we can stop begging you for it, which we would really like to do. We're yes. almost there. We're we're that more than be... halfway. Excellent. Well, more than halfway. All right. That's better than most podcasters. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. All right. So we have a couple items of follow up. Uh, last week, I talked about how the how Disney had petitioned the FAA for the right to fly drones over their theme parks with certain restrictions. Uh, we now have a preview video of what their proposed show would be for Christmas as since they have gotten approval. And I've got to say, um, fireworks, you're you're you guys are. You're going to be looking for a job pretty soon. You're no out. No doubt. <laughs> uh, this is a pretty badass show. It's pretty intense. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I was we, impressed. I was seriously impressed when I saw this. Mm-hmm. So we got a video in our show notes. You should go take a look at it. It looks pretty cool. I am definitely going to be stopping uh, at Disneyland over over the Christmas break at some point. So I'm looking forward to seeing this in person. It's pretty so, cool. So this is Disneyland, not Disney World. Uh, they have well. This is a this is a preview of the one that they're getting ready for Disney World, but they are going to do them at both parks. From oh, I've cool. Heard. Oh, so. cool. Yeah, yeah. You definitely got to go and uh, report back because this thing looks badass. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty groovy. Uh, we also talked a little bit about universal basic income last week, and I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it a lot. Uh, a Canadian province, Ontario, which is home to uh, Ottawa and Toronto as well, has is going to basically give it a go. Um, they are going to do a pilot program, which every citizen will get $1,320 per month income boost to overcome poverty. Uh, one in five children uh, live in poverty in Canada, according to UNICEF. In a recent poll of some 1,500 Canadians found that two-thirds of those polled were open to the idea of basic income because they're damn socialist pigs, right? Well, I, I was here. amazed that five, <laughs> one in five kids live in poverty in Canada. That was that, that was a stunning statistic, I thought. Yeah, I thought so as well, because when I go, I'm used to seeing, you know, the big city uh, when you get out there. A <laughs> Hip, bit. <laughs> hipsters and beer is pretty much what you get in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the province is going to run a pilot project. Uh, it will begin in 2017. Um and it's going to basically what well, they're basically just saying, let's let's give it a go. Let's calculate costs. Let's see what happens. So good on you. Uh, as far as I know, this is the first uh, place in the world that's actually giving it a real try. I mean, other than, you know, things like the Dole in England, which have existed, but they're not really universal basic income per se. So, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 this is the first one where the, the money hits the road. Exactly. So that'll so. be very cool. I, I can't wait to see how it how it turns out. Yeah. Um, and I got a little rule 41 follow up. Which oh boy. Is, yeah. Uh, looks like it's, uh, it's on its way to passing. So great. Yeah. This is the, uh, the rule that will be signed into law December 1st that allows a judge to, uh, grant a warrant 
to search multiple computers, multiple computers anywhere instead of uh, just requiring warrants for each computer. So this is uh, ah, that's not good. No, it's not. It's ridiculous. And it was uh, the whole thing about this is it was uh, basically the federal rule of criminal procedures was amended uh, by an unelected advisory committee and then signed into law basically by the Supreme Court. But uh, it hasn't gone through Congress or any other elected body. Unless, I mean, I guess you can kind of count the Supreme No, right. the Supreme Court is, uh, um, they're appointed. They're not elected. No, so. appointed. Yeah, they're appointed. So, yeah, no elected official yes. will have uh, actually touched this. So there are people that are out there fighting it and uh, being met with uh, amazing resistance. So we'll see how this one pans out. Uh, I could take a guess. Yeah, I can take a guess, too. In the news... It's been a long time since I've used Firefox. That used to be my my browser du jour, but yeah. uh, not anymore. I'm always been on Chrome. I was shocked. I I, I know, you know, shocked. obviously this has shocked. been happening, but I was shocked when I saw the press release that Firefox had launched their fiftieth version. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I remember one. <laughs> I I remember one too. <laughs> I remember beta. You know. Long, long ago yeah. in a browser far, I, I far just, away. I just found it shocking that they're already on 50. But, um, you know, they, they used to be big announcements. Now they just push out, which you put in the show notes that Chrome is on 54. I had no idea. So Yeah, because they, they, they all went to this really fast release cycle. So they yeah. just they want to they want to push out versions as fast as possible now. And, Understandable. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Except when you screw yeah. things up, then I hate you. Yes. Then it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, and Firefox has launched a super private browser, uh, basically for iOS and I believe also Android as well. Which, no, uh, I think it's just iOS. It's just iOS? Okay. Yeah. It's called Focus. It blocks social and analytics trackers as well as ads by default. Every page loads with an erase button tagged to the top right corner for whenever you feel inclined to clear your browsing history. It's uh, not that all of this stuff does not exist in most browsers, but it's by default and the ease of which you can maintain your privacy. That is the big difference. Yes, I installed it and I tested it. And the first thing, I this is my, <laughs> my default test. I go to the New York Times. Yep. I, I read an article. I wait for a little pop-up to show how many articles I have left that month. Then I hit erase, went back to the New York Times. It still said I had nine articles left. So you can now read the New York Times for free. Yes. So, you know, with all these privacy additions, there are the downsides, which is, uh, you know. People anything. not getting paid. <laughs> people not getting paid, as per usual. Uh, speaking of people not getting paid, <laughs> uh, oh, there's a lot of people in uh, in what I am still doing for a living that are going to have some real problems with their clients in the next month or so. Uh, Facebook said, oopsies, our metrics. Yeah, I'm sorry. We screwed those up. Uh, you're going to see a 55 or 33 to 55% drop. Uh, in the metric on how many people can see a publisher's content on its page. That's significant. That is 1% significant. <laughs> yes. I mean, That's... this is, I've been saying all along that all these metrics are complete and utter bullcrap. And what we're finding out is they kind of are. Yeah. So, and and so, what I yeah. love is it's like, no, our methodology was sound. We just came up with the wrong numbers. <laughs> Yeah. How can you so, say your methodology was sound when you're coming up with the wrong numbers? This is becoming a bigger and bigger issue as, you know, basically almost all advertising budgets now are are allotted for online usage, not anywhere else. Um, and we're really just discovering that that all the tracking and all of that is all false. 
So good times. Yeah. Thanks, Facebook. Thanks, Facebook. Facebook. How's that autoplay on video uh, working for you? Bite you in the ass yet? Oh, yes, it has. Good for you. Oh, did it do that? I wonder why Pinterest is deciding to do the exact same thing now. Nobody friggin' learns. Yep. Well, speaking of getting bit in the ass, soon you'll be Mm. able to go to a uh, Japanese robot park that has dinosaurs (laughs) and get bit by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Have they not seen the movie? Uh, they must not. They must not have seen the movie. Uh, these are uh, th- these are big dinosaur robots. They are human operated, though, which kind of just makes them big electronic puppets. But uh, yes. yeah, nobody's ever shown up to work drunk in charge of a, <laughs> things like maybe a train. But uh, what 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 when the guy has a little too much sake and comes in and operates the T Rex and eats a child? I've got it. I got. I, I will say it looks pretty cool. The video is amazing. That. You have to go watch the video. <laughs> I was just like, because when I thought, I'm like, it's a bunch of guys in suits, but no, there's nobody in the suits. They're yeah. actually autonomous. Yeah. <laughs> they're autonomous vehicles. We now well, have autonomous dinosaurs. Apparently, Jurassic Park was never released in Japan, and they are not getting Westworld on the same schedule that we are. But they grew so. up with Godzilla. Come on. That's Gojira, not a robot. Gojira. Godzilla was not a robot. That's, that's, that's flesh and blood, man. Well, uh, well never mind. Yes. We've talked we've talked about CRISPR before and I was gonna put this in a different segment, Is but it's CRISPR a nice roll in. Uh always the rat. <laughs> so anyways, uh it's a it's the gene editing tool. It's basically the idiot's guide to gene editing that you you know millennials will soon be doing on their iPhones. Oh great. Uh, yeah, well, Chinese scientists have actually used it on a real person. Ooh. Up until now, it's only been on lab animals. Uh, this was reported in Nature. Uh, U.S.-based researchers have been dying to do this, obviously, but you know, we we worry about like creating Godzilla. China just went ahead and did it. So they have uh, tried to treat a patient with non-small cell lung cancer as part of a clinical trial. If this works, I, this is going to open up a whole new world of Star Trekian type medicine. Right, Bones? All right. Doctor gave me a pill and I grew a new kidney. In Google News, uh, Google Maps is on track to be a $5 billion business in the next three years. All right. Pretty interesting for a mapping company that basically gives everything away. But they've uh, started rolling out things you can pay for, like promoted pins. And they're going to go up against, you know, sites like Yelp and uh, Angie's List and Grubhub, I guess. But uh, yeah, this is very interesting. I, I'm, I'm, You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I know that Google is profitable in their search business, right? Yes. Well, search ads are going to be a thing of the past soon, so I'm glad that they are pivoting their map product <laughs> to at least have some income for the 8 million people that work there. To um, have map, map ads. Yeah, map ads. Yeah. Promoted yeah. pins. Yes, pay to play. That's, that's the new business model. Well, All right. Oh, no, my God. You have to, see, this is the thing. We, we always talk about, oh, you want a service? You pay for it. Well, you know, some somehow somebody's got to get paid, and Google Maps is... I, I am fine with that because it is one of the greatest uh, inventions, I think, of the Internet era. I've always I will said give you that. that. It is the most useful. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy it a lot. Now, Dropbox. Also useful. Also useful. But I was interested in this interview that was done with the CEO, Dennis Woodside, um, who ran through some of the numbers, speaking of paying for things. Uh, apparently, Dropbox has 8 million business clients. Now, this is business level uh, accounts, not personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 200,000 of whom pay for it. Hmm. So I ran uh, uh, for, for him. He says these numbers clearly point to this being <laughs> the company's future. I ran the numbers. That's 2.5 percent of people. That mm-hmm. would actually pay for a service they're getting for free. So that's a good number that points to a future. Uh, do, uh, again, this goes back to how we started our, this podcast. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's freemium, babe. It's freemium. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, for contrast, Spotify is uh, getting a thirty percent run rate on their paid versus free. So that's more, should... that's much better than two point five. Yep, and I mean, yeah. I, I am a I am a paying Dropbox user. I spend fourteen dollars a month on Dropbox, and as, I love as it. am I. Yeah, yeah. I, it's very useful. I even have yeah. I, I have the nine ninety five you know package, and then I I do the three ninety five uh, rollback protection so in case some idiot comes into my shared <laughs> Dropboxes and starts deleting stuff i can just go to the website and roll it back and it has on occasion saved my bacon so i <laughs> i am happy that they they let me pay them to give me a good service so if you use dropbox pay them yes i agree <laughs> so uh the u.s copyright office is in a in a quandary right now they cannot okay. figure out to do about the future of dmca takedowns that is a problem. You've got uh, you've got <laughs> service providers on one side. You've got the MPI, MPAA, RIA, and uh, the other uh, copyright goons on the other side, and everybody's yep. fighting about it. So they're opening it up to uh, to, to somebody to tell them what to do. So. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. because they they just have no clue now. They're just they're like everybody, shut up! <laughs> tell us what to do. So this will be playing out uh, for quite a bit, but uh, hopefully. The one thing that I want to come out of this is people who file erroneous DMCA takedown notices like the MPAA and the RIA um, yeah. and Universal and Paramount and everybody on the damn planet who has a studio. I want these people to have to pay when they screw up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there should be fines for erroneous algorithms. Yeah. That's the that's a huge problem. And, and these people should get fined for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So I'm with you on that. But, you know, if, if you bill on the one side, then you've also got to find these people who are, are who are, you know, legitimately being taken down. So mm-hmm. I think that there should be penalties for that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. got to have got to have balance. Must have balance. I, Daniel son. I, I agree. So uh, something else you'll agree about. Uh, Comcast mm-hmm. is suspending their data caps, but only in, only in Maine. Why is so that? Are they like, scared if you like lobster? Head on up. <laughs> Scared of Bernie Sanders? Is that the deal? It must be. They're saying it. Uh, uh, what was it? There. It's it's to bring about. Uh, it's it's the other policies they have in the Northeast. Apparently, which have data caps. So, so well, here's the thing about Comcast is they've subsumed so many local cable carriers. You know, right. I think that they probably have agreements in place with some of the old people that they've bought, mm-hmm. and are like, you know, it, it, there's not that many people up there, and you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like eh, twelve people in Maine can now can now download yeah, a few more down, torrents. Download all your porn, go for it. Yeah, it's cold and crappy up there most of the time, and all you get to eat is lobster. So here, have some porn on us. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've talked about uh, the the bandwidth providers doing that lovely thing where they uh, what do they call it? Zero rating certain services. So like uh, T-Mobile did, it's like, hey, come and get all the free music you want when you use our yep. service. Yep. And then other services have to pay for it. Well, uh, the FCC finally is realizing that it is anti-competitive. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. This does oh, 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 net neutrality. Now we get it. Oh, it's like, well, took him a while. Well, took him a while. Yeah. But well, just just in time for it to all go away. <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> uh but yeah they finally came out saying that uh yeah it's not good yeah so. okay uh i have not heard of juno have you i saw the movie it wasn't that great uh this is not a movie this is another uh uber-esque driver uh ride hail service uh is it I only in alaska 
It's mo- that would be that would make sense. Apparently, no, it's New York uh, oh. more than anywhere else. But uh, they are taking a different. They're known as being the driver friendly service, but even they admit that we're basically going to fire all your asses as soon as we can have uh, our, our autonomous vehicles. So I don't really see how that's driver friendly. Uh, <laughs> the way that they're attempting to do that is what they are going to do, uh, and this is, I think, in my opinion, probably more to sway drivers to come over from Uber or Lyft and instead of anything else, uh, they are basically saying, we're going to give you stock options. You're going to get part of our equity structure. You will become a shareholder of our future enterprise once we fire you. I remember these guys. We actually have covered them on the show before. Yes, it I do remember really. these okay. guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To which I say, I mean, I, I th- there is no foreseeable way that I can see that the, there are options being able to make up for their loss in the salary. So, yeah. but that's what they're, yeah. that's what they're saying. That's, this is how we're going to take care of you guys. Yeah. So, good luck with that. Have fun. It's like coming to work at McDonald's for five years and they say, we're going to give you, we're going to give you part of the business. Here's 10, here's 10 packets of ketchup. Now go on your way. <laughs> Except for the fact that it wouldn't be McDonald's because McDonald's would already exist. It would be a tiny burger chain that has five outlets. Ah, uh, yes. True. Yeah. We're going to take over all of this business market share. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's Taco okay. Shack, come come yeah. flip tacos for us. Although good I don't, times. I don't think you flip a taco, but <laughs> well, jokes there. But going to pass on that one. Okay, great. Um, and and this comes from the New York Times, which is very interesting. The biggest spike in traffic deaths in fifty years is here, and okay. they're saying, well, blame the apps. These people keep dicking well, with their phone. Look, I, I've all from the day that Waze launched on this show, I've been saying. Why are we allowing this nudge, nudge, wink, wink? We're not using our phone while we're driving crap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just tell you directions. It's gamified. Yeah. You're putting things in. You're chatting. You're typing things while you're freaking driving. You're supposed to tell them where the cops are, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and we all just kind of ignore that and pretend that that aspect isn't there. Oh, we didn't ignore no. it. Look, look at the first 10 episodes of Grumpy Old Geeks. We called them <laughs> out on that three and a half yeah. years ago. We called them out on it. Yeah, but nobody else is paying attention to us, Jason. Of course not. Of course not. But uh, what they're looking is uh, to fast track self-driving cars to kind of start mitigating the fact that people are not paying attention to anything anymore. So, like I said, this this kind of stuff is what flipped me to I'm all on board. Let, let's get rid of human drivers because good. people obviously cannot handle this anymore. We are too dumb and too incapable of putting down our devices and too incapable of following basic human decency and rules anymore. So fuck it. Let, good, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. Brian changed his mind. Everybody drink. That's right. OK, moving on to the, the, the elephant in the in the Internet this week. <laughs> yep. Well, here we go. Uh, Facebook. News is a real problem. Fake news is an even bigger problem. Uh, the fact that this came from BuzzFeed, this report makes my head spin yes. so much that it hurts because BuzzFeed was the probably the worst at this. This is how they started their company, but now they actually do news. Five hey, reasons Facebook news sucks. <laughs> yes, here's the listicle. Yep. A BuzzFeed news analyst uh, analysis found that top fake election news stories generated more total engagement on Facebook than top election stories from the 19 major news outlets combined. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of the 20 top performing false election stories identified in the analysis, all but three were overtly pro-Donald Trump or anti-Hillary Clinton. Uh, two of the biggest false stories were a story claiming that Clinton sold weapons to ISIS and a hoax claiming that the Pope had endorsed 
Trump, uh, mm. which the site removed after publication of BuzzFeed's article. The only viral false stories during the final three months that were arguably against Trump's interests were a false quote from Mike Pence about Michelle Obama, a false report that Ireland was accepting American <laughs> refugees fleeing Trump, and a hoax claiming RuPaul said he was groped by Trump. Um, I saw that one. That was pretty funny. I figured that yeah. was fake. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, this is a, this is a big, 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 big issue. Uh, journalism was an issue to be, in and of itself to begin with. Uh, how, uh, anyways, yeah, I, I, we have, uh, we have many stories linked in the show notes. It is being reported everywhere, so we don't need to, to beat yes. it to death. We but, will not uh, get too into it, I suppose. Um, yes. uh, the, the thing that I, I find interesting is there's just quote unquote, the renegade Facebook, uh, task force that is roaming the halls of Facebook having secret meetings trying to come up with evidence to uh you know present on a golden platter to the zuck and saying my lord you were wrong please reverse your position <laughs> fix yeah. the news good luck with that uh i did ask you know again the the genesis of this podcast was uh how the hell do you make money off the internet well we uh, this guy paul horner has been making a lot of money the past uh, few months he's been making $10,000 a month creating fake viral news and he's done a big interview on it uh, for the Washington Post. It's a it's an interesting read that makes you weep for humanity. And uh, one assumes that Paul Horner has no soul. Oh, definitely. I also recommend yeah. going to read Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday, how he outlines yeah. how a lot of this stuff can get done. Um, yes. He has had a change of heart, fortunately, and it seems to be a good guy now. Well, I was, we'll see if Paul Horner does. It's uh, he, he basically says, here's exact quotes from him. Uh, again, he's been making $10,000 a month putting up these ads. Uh, uh, and fake fake news stories. Honestly, people are definitely dumber. They just keep passing stuff around. Nobody fact checks anything anymore. I mean, that's how Trump got elected. He says no wide ranging interview. He also said that Trump fans were especially gullible. His followers don't fact check anything and kept put. He kept pushing the envelope, seeing how far he could take the joke until someone called him out. He said he was never called out <laughs> and they kept falling for the propagating and falling for the stories and propagating them over and over and over again. Ah, <sighs> You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> the Weekly World News. Do you remember the uh, Weekly yes. World News? Bat yes, Boy. We got Bat Boy out of the Weekly World News. This is the resurgence. <laughs> yes, this is the resurgence of the Weekly World News with a much, much higher subscription rate. Yeah, uh, as I was reading these, I was thinking about it. And what this is, it's he's hacking. Well, all these people are hacking social proof at an industrial scale. You know, yes. when somebody posts something on Facebook, you're relying on on social proof to say, oh, this person probably knows more than I do. So I'm going to go along with it without actually having to put in the work. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's genius. <laughs> it's flat out genius. It should be illegal because, you know. Yes, uh, it should. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about the, you know, the the feed for a long time and. Mm -hmm. uh the argument that we don't pay for Facebook so you don't get to choose where the feed is, is, you know, yeah. sending you, uh, it's, it's starting to grow thin for me because we do pay and we pay with our attention and now we've paid with something else. So, yeah. but, um, I, I, I a hundred percent agree with you there. The argument that we don't pay is a load of crap. There's no yeah. way that this is a gazillion dollar company. Uh, if nobody's paying, uh, yeah. we're paying with our information we're paying with, and we just paid in the real world. Pretty, pretty big. So. Yeah. Um, I saw a quote this week though, from Jason Hershorn from the, from media redef. And he has the great, the greatest thing about the algorithmic feed. And he says, what if your phone company decided which calls you got? Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's a large part of it for sure. 
So, so we've got we've um, got tons of links in the show notes here for so grumpyoldgeeks.com slash one eighty six to cover all of this stuff, even social proof if you'd like to go into it. And I've yep. also thrown in a uh, just in case you were wondering about libel laws and the internet, uh, there's a very handy guide from the EFF uh, on online defamation law, which kind of yep. specs out uh, what you know what it takes to get sued for saying these things online. And uh, I don't know. I think a lot of the stuff that these guys were doing actually ticks all the boxes. So I I do too. But you know, it's then you get into the weirder, messier areas. Like all a lot of this stuff was coming out of Macedonia. Uh, uh, yeah. is it, how do you go after them as a government entity? Does the government entity have the right to go into Facebook and say you have to do something or Twitter? They're they're privately held companies. They are not, you know, this is the same argument that was going around with with things like Napster. It's like or, or any of the file sharing LimeWire, those things. We're just a service. How people use it is up to them. Well, right. I don't know if we can hide behind that anymore. Yes. And I, I saw a thing the other day where, you know, Trump was out talking about federal libel laws. And how we yeah. wanted to reform it. There's no such thing as a federal libel law. It doesn't they're, exist. They're, it's all state level. So, yeah. and also you have to show damages according to the, the you know the the EFF chart. And so, if even if Hillary wanted to go after these people for, even if she could she could you know concretely prove that the fake news cost her the election, what's mm-hmm. the monetary damage that she could actually put on the yeah. presidency? You know, it, it, you can't yeah. you can't really do that. You could no, put the salary on it. That's it. So it's not yep. even worth hiring a lawyer. No, it's not. Ugh. So, well, Twitter's going to do their part. <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> Just in time as of Tuesday. Way to go, a week Twitter. A, a week after the election, uh, Twitter rolled out uh, a bunch of tools to stop uh, online harassment and hate speech. And they waited 140 news. hours before releasing it. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, this is an expansion of users' ability to mute. Uh, this is not a new tool, but they've uh, made it a lot easier to use and expanded it a quite deal. Uh, whether this will actually do much of anything, probably not. Um, what they did do today, I guess, was they kicked off what I believe they're calling alt-right groups from Twitter. They yeah. kicked off a lot of them. Um, I know we're not supposed to be too political, and this isn't political, but you we're, cannot We're, we're reporting the news here. You can't uh, you can't say alt right. Uh, these are hate groups. Uh, mm. Saying alt right legitimizes them, and that's not that's bullshit. Um, do not validate these groups. They're hate groups. There you that's go. what you call them. Not alt right. There is an alt right, and it also delegitimizes the real alt right. And they should be pissed off that they're being lumped in with these people. There you go. All right. There you go. And uh, over at the New York Times again, Farad Manju has a very long, very good article about social media and its global power these days. Um, We're not going to discuss it on the show. It's quite long. But if you have any interest whatsoever in what we have been worried about since we started the show, you should go read it. There you go. Yeah, I I, I glanced at it and I'm scanning it. I'm like, okay, episode seven, episode 12, (laughs) episode 17. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we covered it. Yes, there's a bit of that. We're safe. Uh, but we're working on how to fix these things, millennial style, uh, thanks to uh, Bono's daughter, Jordan Houston, who founded Speakable. And she believes that uh, activism should be really easy. It, it's, there's a misconception that social activism is difficult. It's just not true. You should just be able to click a button like you order an Uber or buy a dress. <laughs> 
now mm-hmm. I, I, um yes freedom ain't free lady i'm go- i'm going to go back to episode two of grumpy old geeks where we came up with the genius idea of supporticons do you remember yes. the supporticons I, I do remember well i remembered it once you mentioned it again <laughs> yeah it was it was basically my epic rant about people that were changing <laughs> their their social media profile icons to show solidarity for either Egypt's uprising, France, bacon, everything that they were doing. And we're like, well, let's 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 put a movement around it. We'll call it supporticons, where you can register and then, you know, when people click on your icon, they can donate in your name to the well the the the, the you know, the activism choice of whatever you've picked. So but we need to bring that back and make some money off of it. Well, you're a bit late because that's really about all she did. Damn it. Yeah. So uh. I think we might have to, we should have filed a patent. Oh, well. I, but yeah, well, you know what? If she filed a patent, we can go after it because we have prior art. Episode Ooh, two, Grumpy Old Geeks. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back back to some drone news. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, are you are you going to be flying in Canada soon? I, I will be flying to Canada next week. Will you be taking Porter Airlines? I will not, but I love Porter Airlines. I let me give them a shout out really quick. Uh, they're very much kind of a local, smaller airline, but but they're fantastic. Really, they're everything that flying should be. It's civilized. Oh, nice. I like that. It's civilized. Well, yes. and apparently they have very good pilots because they uh, tried to get out of the way of a drone that was in their way. Unfortunately, two crew members were hurt. So, uh, oh, I know where this place is. I, I've been to, I have flown out of Billy Bishop Airport before. It's an island right off of Toronto's downtown core. Uh, we have a condo that's maybe a mile away from there. You've dodged a bullet, my friend. You've dodged a bullet. Uh, apparently so. I, I know somebody that didn't dodge a bullet regarding a drone, though. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, uh, there's uh, some guy's wife on YouTube. Oh. Um, his name is uh, y- Yaug. I believe Um, and he had put up he put up a video uh, talking about what he did. Um, He here we go. Use my drone to catch my wife meeting a guy at the local CVS. She had been getting getting called in early to work more often in the past couple of weeks. And then I got a call from someone telling me something was going on. I tried to follow her a couple times prior, but both times she went to work. So I'm not sure if she was getting tipped off or if I was just unlucky. So I took the drone up and that worked. (laughs) Well, he was definitely unlucky, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, win some, lose some. I, I don't know how that works. Good? Bad? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so I've seen a couple a uh, couple stories seeing, seeing if this had the ring of truth to it mm-hmm. and uh, going back in this guy's Reddit history because this was uh, originally posted on Reddit. Right. And apparently it uh, it has the ring of truth. Well, I mean, it, you know, I don't see why it wouldn't, especially if, if you are not terribly familiar with what a drone could be doing it because you don't like your husband anymore and you see him droning on about his drone. <laughs> there you go. You think that <laughs> she might hear that <laughs> following her wherever she was going, but good, good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this other story I have, which is a really fun one. It's in Vegas and uh, the, mm-hmm. they're, they're futuristic streetlights, but they're going to be powered by solar panels and foot traffic. Yeah, these look really cool. We used to joke about this in San Francisco when we were all walking because it was this really squishy sidewalk that we had to walk on. We're like, why don't they have those uh, generators underneath to generate power for the buildings that you're walking in front of? Well, apparently somebody has finally got off their butt and made these things. So as you walk, as you put pressure on the sidewalk, it generates electricity. So we'll see how much we have to figure out, though, that because we we did some back of the napkin calculations and figure out you'd need a hell of a lot more people in San Francisco always walking back and forth on the same sidewalk (laughs) to generate enough electricity just to pay for the components. But we'll see. And 
you know, costs have come down. You can 3D print these things now, I guess. So nice. It's a very interesting article. Definitely go check it out. Yep. And cool. uh, now this one comes from Seth Miranda from over at the Grime Life. He sent it to me the other day. I was on the front page of their newspaper. Uh, porn viewers hogging free web kiosks in NYC. And <laughs> uh, basically, uh, uh, this is why you can't have nice things, New York. You know? Yep. These are public kiosks on the street and people are watching porn. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, no. And they have filters. But uh, it's, here's the thing. This comes from uh, one of the, uh, the, uh, the department's assistant commissioner of franchise administration. Um, they included pornography. They included pornography <laughs> filters, but apparently people are very clever in getting around filters. Yeah, well. There you go. <laughs> yes. As someone who's made a living doing that uh, many a time, uh, it is very easy to get around a filter. It is extremely easy. If you're even slightly tech savvy. Yep. Okay. That's it for now. We're going to, we're going to wrap this one up. Okay. This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by FreshBooks. Now we've talked about FreshBooks on the show. They've been a sponsor for a while now and I love FreshBooks. I'm not just reading off a script here. I adore FreshBooks. I use them every week for my invoicing. And if you ever have to invoice somebody, you know what I mean by like when you had to go in the old days, dig up the Word doc, duplicate it, fill it in with all the new stuff, save it, like hope you can find it later when you need to go back to it. FreshBooks takes all that away. Set up your clients, set up common tasks like maybe say podcast editing, generate an invoice in seconds email it, or you can even send it by snail mail if you want. Then you can see when your client opens that email. And if they're using the PayPal method to, to actually send you money, it will close the invoice for you. It'll say, hey, this has been paid, send you an email, and you can send reminders to your clients as well. And their new design is unbelievable. With everything on the web just turning into a pile of poo with design, FreshBooks has taken the opposite approach. It is clean. It is easy. It is beautiful. You would not think this is accounting software. It is so easy to use. And I'm not an accounting guy. I hate doing accounting. And I love checking in with my FreshBooks account just to see how much money I'm owed or how much I'm not because maybe I got paid. All in all, FreshBooks is an amazing tool. They've got a ton of stuff. You just got to go check out the free trial. Go to FreshBooks.com grumpy. And when you check out in the how did you hear about us section, please enter grumpy old geeks. Oh, and did I mention no credit card required? It will make your life so much better. Trust me on this one. Hey, and if you don't trust me, here's Jason Bryant to tell you how much he loves FreshBooks. You know those ads at the beginning of shows that have nothing to do with the show you're actually listening to? Yes, the annoying pre-roll ad that the host is trying to nickel and dime every little cent out of you for? Well, go back, rewind, and listen to the one before this show. That's right, Fresh Books. Grumpy Old Geeks has turned me on to a product I actually freaking use. My name is Jason Bryant from MattTalkOnline.com, and guess what? Fresh Books, because of Jason DeFilippo and Brian Schulmeister, the Grumpy Old Geeks, the promo code GRUMPY, I'm actually on top of my finances. How much so? I found 500 bucks that I'm owed from somebody. Use FreshBooks. The geeks will thank you. Security? Ha! We're back again with our good friend Dave Bittner from the CyberWire to tell us what's scary in the world this week. How's it going, Dave? Uh, it's going pretty good. Going pretty good. Feeling uh, chipper this week. But as always, there's lots to uh, to talk about. 
Scare the bejesus uh, yep. out of us. <laughs> well, let's let's jump in here. The big breaking news of this story was that um, uh, some researchers uh, uh, dis- from a, a, a company called CryptoWire discovered a secret backdoor in uh, some phones here in the U.S. That um, all they do is every three days they send uh, a, a nice little lightly compressed and, and encrypted file with all of your phone calls and texting uh, to a server in China. That's all. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 Hello, so, Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your data has literally um, been shanghai Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. Um, we actually had the uh, researcher, his name is Ryan Johnson. He was on our show this past Tuesday. So if you're interested in some of the technical details of how he discovered what was going on, you might want to check that out. But uh, for the non-technical people, um, basically, you know, he went out and this was not a project that started with him going to work or or at work. He bought a burner phone. He was going to be traveling and uh, bought a burner phone and couldn't help himself being a a tech guy and started digging into... um, you know, what was the files that were on this burner Android phone and um, discovered that uh, deep within the firmware of the phone is uh, some software that um, sends your data off to a server in Shanghai. This got his attention (laughs) and uh, he brought it to his uh, to his employer's attention. And uh, they did uh, some research and um, story broke in The New York Times this week, uh, which is the story that we'll link to here. Um, there's just not a whole lot that is known about this yet. The, the company who, um, who made the phone says that this was, uh, inadvertent in that inadvertent that it's in the United States, uh, in China, this is a feature, not a bug. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's easy to be flippant about that, but, um, there, there's, we really don't know yet, uh, why they were doing this. Um, you know, the, uh, the folks at crypto wire really haven't said, you know, why they think this might be going on. Obviously there are dots that can be connected, but we really haven't had any confirmation as to whether or not, um, you know, this was state sponsored. Um, the, the only thing that's been said from the manufacturer is that this was for, um, you know, customer service reasons and making sure that, uh, um, you know, <laughs> that people were getting the service that they required. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like the contents of my text messages and, and, uh, a log of my telephone calls, uh, really is anything that my phone company needs to know about. As Judge um, Judy would say, this does not have the ring of truth. Yeah. So it's a, it's one of those stories that's still in motion. Um, we don't know the extent of it. We don't know how many more phones, uh, Android phones might be vulnerable to this. Um, you know, these things tend to grow over time as people start digging in and seeing, uh, you know, what's going on. The company who manufactured these phones manufactured or, or was responsible for this software being in this phone, they work with a lot of phone manufacturers. So, Yay. Um, yeah, chances <laughs> are this is going to be uh, get worse before it gets better. The interesting thing, uh, when I was talking with uh, Ryan Johnson, who, you know, the guy who discovered this, he he was really surprised that he was the first person to discover this because he said basically anybody who did a man in the middle um, just observation between the phone and and its network connection over Wi-Fi or whatever would see that every three days or so this phone was you know sending out a little package to some server in China. Well, if you're doing a man um, in the middle attack on these phones and you're you're watching the traffic and somebody is nicely just handing you a, a packet of data every three days with all the you know, the text messages and the, all the numbers, why would you tell anybody? Because you're just getting data for free. 
It's like, hey, this is a nice perk. Thanks. Well, that <laughs> yes, there is definitely that aspect of it. And Ryan uh, said that, you know, he, he although they are the first people to bring it, uh, you know, public, that it is quite possible that there are plenty of other people uh, on, on, on many sides of this issue who may have already known about it. So this one's still developing. It's developing fast. Uh, I would say if you have an Android burner phone or if you're someone who uses Android burner phones to try to protect yourself when you're traveling overseas, uh, take notice. Um, this is kind of serious. All right. What else we got? Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of, uh, of uh, more backdoor access to your, uh, <laughs> to your data... Uh, there is a uh, story in Wired about uh, the, the headline is "Wickedly Clever USB Stick Installs a Backdoor on Locked PCs." Um, yeah, basically, this is, a, uh, this is a cool one. This comes from our yeah. friend Sammy Camcar. Yep, yep. So he's got a proof of concept that he calls Poison Tap, and this is a little USB dongle that um, when you plug it into a device, even a device that is locked. Uh, basically, it goes in and um, convinces the computer that that it's an Ethernet connection, and then it starts uh, doing uh, all kinds of things to your web browser. It makes the assumption that you probably have at least one open tab on your web browser, which I think these days is probably a pretty safe yeah. assumption to make for most yeah. people. Um, and then you know it, it starts. Um, it's it's pretty clever. Starts. Uh, it does what's called cache poisoning. It goes in and rewrites the. Uh, the cache on your browser and and replaces uh, you know known websites with its own manipulated versions of websites. Um, it basically so it, spoofs the entire internet <laughs> and yep. and try and, and starts hitting like the what the top million websites in Alexa. That's right to try and get your cookies out so that then if you're logged into any of those websites, it can just impersonate you. Yep. at, at willy nilly. Good times. That's right. That's right. So. Um, you know, this one requires physical access. Someone actually has to get to your USB ports to make this happen. But once they plug in, uh, they pretty much have you and your network. <laughs> There's a good good chance of it anyway. Um, one of the things I really liked in this article was um, uh, the researcher who, uh, who who came up with it said um, uh, one of the, the drastic measure you could take is filling your USB ports with glue. <laughs> yeah, he said. He said I personally haven't found a good, convenient way to solve this on my own computer. So, so the guy who uh, found found this came up with this uh, doesn't really have a good solution to it. So, we'll see. Oh, um, Sammy, 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 Sammy. Yeah, yeah. I, it's one of those things where you go, "Wow, this is really clever," and "Wow, this is really clever." Yeah. <laughs> um, for the, the both the good and the bad of it, yeah. uh, and then. Yeah, so moving on. Let, yeah, let's let's continue on with this backdoor access uh, issue that we have going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> so, Adult Friend Finder, uh, the uh, never heard of it. Network. Never heard of it. No, I have. Uh, I, I heard about it from a friend, um, and um, I have four hundred twelve million me. friends who are really interested That's right. in this. That's right. That's actually been the running gag around here uh, at the CyberWire all week. Is that when we've been doing interviews, every question starts with, "So I'm asking for a friend." Um, <laughs> I'm asking but, uh, for an adult friend. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So the Adult Friend Finder network, um, a lot of uh, adult sites, Adult Friend Finder in particular, is one that uh, you would log on to if you wanted to find uh, someone to have some adult fun with, who may, who uh, is probably not your spouse. Um, they got their network hacked, and um, the number of people uh, exposed has grown to over 412 million accounts. Nice. Uh, pretty soon, you're talking about real numbers. Yep. 
Interesting um, thing about Adult Friend Finder, uh, going back yep. to the old days, they used to run multiple, I mean, they, their network was very large, right. and they used to have sites where you could post your own photos to. And I used to, uh, used to, on times, hack those sites because they had, uh, you could basically do cross-site scripting injection onto their, their public board and completely take over their site. So the, oh, C- really? the CEO and I got in many a heated email uh, <laughs> argument over, he's like, would you please stop that? I'm like, well, if you're not going to fix it, I'm just going to keep doing it. I could use the traffic. You, you have enough. <laughs> Share some. <laughs> so that- I would redirect all of his sites over to my site and then melt my server and then they'd fix it and, and repeat Lather, rinse, repeat. I'm sorry, oil up, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Yes. Lube up. And yeah. Yes. That, that is how Jason got banned from Adult Friend Finder for life. Yep. So well, luckily, two million of those accounts are probably mine. <laughs> luckily, all these people can now go to the uh, newly relaunched uh, Mashley, Ashley Madison uh, site, which uh, is as part of their security protocols in their ads being read on many podcasts, uh, announced that you don't <laughs> log in with your social network accounts anymore. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. One way, of the things we, um, yeah, one of the things we, we, uh, that caught our eye with this, with this, uh, attack is how many, there is a, a not insignificant, a not insignificant number of accounts that were revealed that are .gov and .mil nice. accounts. <laughs> um, which of course brings up the real possibility of, uh, blackmail and espionage. Um, you know, that, that's a real, that's a real threat. Yes. Um, so, uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, you think to yourself, who is the person who is dumb enough to use their .mil or their .gov account? And, you know, as we've learned with these... Um, Have you taken a good look at the these, government lately? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, it, it just, you know, it just happens every time there's one of these adult uh, website hacks, um, you know, th- th- this comes up again and again. And so... Um, you know, the thing I think an important thing to remember too is that you know, no, these sites are not illegal. You know, so it's really easy to to sort of furrow our brow and tut tut these people for 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 uh, you know being caught up in something like this. But no, you know, they're not breaking the law. They're maybe we don't approve yeah. of what they're doing. But um, well, I just know. think I just think using a work email address for personal you know personal stuff. Yes. unless they that were, in fact could yeah. be illegal or cost you your job at the very least. Yeah, that's the dumb yes. part about it. You know. Yeah. Getting your getting your getting your groove on, I got no problem with. Go for it, guys. You know, have have a good time. But uh, yeah, just don't use your your government assigned email address. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, heading you towards a whole lot of hurt. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay, we got a couple uh, rapid fire stories here that we should close with. Um, okay. Uh, researchers from Shanghai, Boston, and Tampa, <laughs> they put mm-hmm. out this paper called CSI meets public or uh, what is it called here? It's basically. Um, yes, yeah, CSI meets public Wi-Fi, inferring your mobile phone password via Wi-Fi signals. Okay. Uh, by by, it, it, there's a lot of math in this, but uh, <laughs> checking the signal based on how your fat finger goes over your phone and mm-hmm. the, the the variance in signals can let them possibly sniff your password or your PIN number. They can't do a full password yet, but they can do a PIN and. Uh, it's one of those neat ones that we, we we like to talk about, like you know when they use the air gap computers and have the speakers transfer right. data off and right. Yeah, one of yeah those- we 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 did one last week. I interviewed a, a researcher who did one where um if you if you type during a Skype conversation, um they can totally know exa- everything you're typing. Yeah, basically with ninety percent over ninety percent um you know accuracy just by the sound of the keyboard uh, through a Skype call they can figure out what you're typing. Yep. So 
Once they profile yeah. the keyboard, it's just that, oh, he, oh, he's got one of those clicky ones. Those are even easier. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But these are kind of fascinating that the, you know, the, the, the variables in the, in the RF based on the movement of the, the meat bag that you are, mm -hmm. um, can, can let them, you know, figure out with a certain amount of accuracy what, what you're putting into your phone. These people you know. really need to get jobs. <sighs> I think they have them. That's the scary part. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Uh, these people are super smart. So uh, ransomware has been the scourge of the internet this year. And uh, did you guys cover the crisis ransomware keys on uh, the CyberWire this week? We did indeed. Would we you like to indeed. tell us what happened, what the big news is? Well, uh, they, they, um, the folks at Kaspersky... Uh, basically found decrypted the uh they, they they published the master decryption keys for this ransomware and we gave them a big uh, high five a big way to go on our show uh, we do that anytime someone comes up with one of these keys um and so you know that means that for the moment this bit of ransomware is uh is defeatable um and uh you know that's good news for everybody it's interesting i you know i was talking to one of our uh we have a someone on our show regularly jonathan katz who's a crypto guy um and he was saying how often uh in ransomware it's discovered that the people who are programming these ransomware things are you know, they can be pretty sloppy in their executions and that's good news because it means that decryptions like this uh can happen nice so yeah good stuff we like sloppy programmers <laughs> we we made a living being them for a long time. Well, yeah, we are so. sloppy programmers, <laughs> right? Right, sloppy programmers, not yeah. just sloppy uh, programs. I've got a little. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, I've got a link from the Intercept, which is never shy of having a political opinion. But I would argue that this is just good information, regardless of the administration. The article title is, of course, "Surveillance Self Defense Against the Trump Administration." It's a good long list of things that, if you are a security-minded person, you might want to consider, uh, even if you aren't going out and being a crazy activist. Uh, there's some basic stuff in here that uh, you really should be doing. So. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's been remarkable to me uh, how many people have come up to me in the past week, um, you know, knowing the business that I'm in and saying to me, hey, I am I, I really don't want to be, uh, you know, a prepper when it comes to this stuff, but I have some concerns. What do I need to know? Change your Ashley um, Madison password immediately. Yes. So, you know, some good things can come out of things that aren't necessarily so good. Uh, people are paying attention more than they ever used to. So maybe we'll actually get some people, you know, using one password. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good it's a good wake up call. No matter I guess no matter where it comes from, if we can get people to be better about this stuff, we'll take it. Yeah, yes. right. And I would like to offer a slow clap for Clapper. He's on his <laughs> way out the door. Yay. <laughs> James Clapper is retiring at the end of the year. All right, and why why a slow okay. clap from you, Jason? What's what's your take on Mr. Clapper? I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Mr. Clapper. So all right, I uh, he's he's not on my list of uh, of fun people out there. Is are you are you a fan of of the clap? Do you like the clap? Sure. <laughs> uh, use no. Well, I, I first of all, miss no the clap. I do not like it. Is it is a bad thing? So there, I've answered that question. Um, I honestly, I do not have a strong opinion either way on, uh, on Mr. Clapper, um, you know, the, uh, director of national intelligence. Um, I cannot claim to have a very well-informed, uh, you know, opinion of him. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I yes. do, uh, we're out of time for, uh, for me to go into that very deeply, but there's an article <laughs> on Wired, a very, uh, long article where, uh, James Clapper is, um, talks about the Snowden leaks and, uh, our ominous yeah. future and things I, I, like that. 
Yes, I, I and I do kind of understand Jason's uh, slow clap for the removal of Clapper, but I'm more worried about a more virulent strain of the Clapper <laughs> coming in. So that is my concern. So, so we'll see who right. we'll be getting. The devil you know <laughs> versus the, the devil you don't. Yes, yeah. there's always something to be said for that. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for joining us again. And of uh, course, go go protect your back door. Oh, oh thanks, wow. Okay, <laughs> see nice. you next week. All right. library finished a couple books this well i i started a book and i finished a book so okay we've got we've got one full review and one review that i think just everybody should go out and buy this book immediately uh first book is how to make a spaceship a band of renegades an epic race and the birth of private space light space space flight by julian guthrie i gotta move my microphone i keep screwing up my reads because the bar is right in the middle (laughs) there we go (laughs) much better uh by julian guthrie this is the story of uh Basically privatized spaceflight, going with uh, Peter Diamandes and the X-Prize, Spaceship mm-hmm. One, and, and that whole story. SpaceX, the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, the whole nine yards. It's really, 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 really good. I'm talking, cool. to, I'm talking to Julian on Monday, I think, for my day job, and uh, been chatting with her here and there about the book, and uh, I, I, I mean, I, I love this book. I can't recommend it enough if you're into the nerdy bits about space and, and the cojones it takes to build your own spaceship. I mean, right. it is honestly insane. <laughs> Definitely check it out. Now, this cool. next this next book is uh, by Michael Foley. I've heard it recommended here and there from very smart people, and it's called the Age of the Age of Absurdity: Why Modern Life Makes It Hard to Be Happy. This is this should be the manual for everybody that listens to Grumpy Old Geeks. Log off of Facebook, get off of Twitter, <laughs> all of that. But it 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 goes. I mean. I cannot believe that we haven't read this book and we still did the exact same show that we've done because it is really interesting. This guy wraps a lot of it in classical philosophy and psychology. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's funny. It's really, okay. really funny. It's dirty and it's funny and it's high. It's it's highbrow and lowbrow at the exact same time. Now, you just read it, right? I'm I'm about 25% into it. I was reading it on Audible and okay. uh, listening to it on Audible. And then I'm like, um, there are so many passages in there that I wanted to highlight. So I'm like, I'm going to go get the Kindle version. Can't get right. the Kindle version because it's not out on Kindle. So I ordered the paperback. So I have the okay. paperback in my reading chair with a yellow highlighter. And I've been going <laughs> back and rereading it and making notes on some of the best stuff in it. Interesting. Old, okay. Doing it old yeah. school. <laughs> as, as you're going through it, because I wouldn't mind you coming back with a bit of a recap on this. Um, I would be really, because this was published in 2011. Yeah. Now we say that's, that's actually, you know, ages ago. And technology wise. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that has any effect on the book itself. If you feel that it, um, I guess has legs. Here's the thing. It does because the concepts are timeless. You right. know, that's the great part about it because yeah, 2011 seems like a long time ago now, but in internet years, that's like 16 years of the web. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it was really, you know, we were fairly mature on the web at that point. We have devolved since then, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. uh, we were in a pretty good place on the internet where a lot of things, we still had social, social, you know, media accounts and things like that. The web yes. was not, uh, the, the cesspool it was in the nineties at that point. Yeah. So it had matured yeah. quite a bit by 2011. So it, it, a lot of the con all the concepts so far remain and the humor is top notch. <laughs> so excellent. That's cool. I, I do wish it was out on Kindle. That's a shame. Yeah, me too. Um, I am almost done with, 
It's not quite. This is my <laughs> second book in a row that I that I got without realizing that it was it was 948 pages long. Yeah. Um, and that's not an exaggeration. I'm looking at the Amazon page. It's 948 pages long, which is why I um, haven't finished it. <laughs> I am almost done. Um, I've gotten you know to uh, to the point where we're well into his presidency. Okay, what's I'm the book? Reading, Tell us what Washington, the book is. <laughs> Washington: A Life by Ron Chernow. Okay, um, it's great. Uh, I you know you, you know what you know about Washington. Um, you may know more if you you know pursued history to a de- greater degree in college, but most of us didn't. Uh, so going in and getting the deep dive on what his actual life was like and his experiences uh, was was great. It is. Long. long and it is well researched and it is exhaustive uh it would not be a bad thing if there were a somewhat abridged version of this book <laughs> yes it is exhaustive and exhausting okay. yeah i mean i i'm really interested in the main bullet points i don't really need to get into what kind of china he had uh, yeah. <laughs> which is what we do get into in this book um you know it's but it's great it's it's really good it's really weird timing to be reading it. Obviously, I started this prior to the election um, to read a book about a man who was offered you to, to be the king and walked away from it. What a difference. <laughs> yeah, what a difference. Yeah, I'm 20 hours into the 30 hour audiobook version. I'm waiting for the first snow and then I'll probably curl up with the dog and, <laughs> and finish it. Uh, it's well worth it, man. It, it's a slog at times. And like I said, a, an abridged version would not be remiss, but but it's 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 good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I've I've updated my Goodreads profile. So if anybody's uh, out there on Goodreads, my uh, username is JP DeFilippo. And if you can't spell my name, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. I'm trying to get everything that I've read up there because I got my Audible list. I found a cool JavaScript uh, bookmarklet that will export the entirety of your Audible list in CSV. So I've been going through and putting everything in there. And I had 583 books in Audible that I've listened to. <laughs> yeah, I, I've... Uh... Wow. I, I've, I had a Goodreads thing when that they first like did their integration with Facebook. Mm. Um, so then I, I signed up for it then and I started putting some books in. I have not followed up on it. Uh, I wonder I should before I would put my link up there, I got to go in here because yeah, I probably haven't put anything in here in like four or five years. Yeah, go, so. go fill it out. It's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm doing all every time I do a new author. I get I start to get the alerts. They're like, you're getting the Amazon alerts, but I'm getting those two and the Goodreads alerts because sometimes they do Q&A's where you can actually ask them questions and stuff, which is kind of fun. Let me know if you happen to find out of a script that uh, takes my my Amazon Kindle purchases and shoots them automatically into Goodreads. That would be fantastic. What do I look like? <laughs> your fucking intern? Yeah, pretty much. Software, apps and gadgets. So I took the the leap this week and I updated my Mac to Sierra. Okay. Oh my God. What a pain in the ass that was. <laughs> hours oh, I and hours. I remember the days that you told me how easy Mac was. Well, it, everything had to get switched to this two factor off now with Apple and it, it is not easy. Yeah. It is so that. not easy. <laughs> I, I did that well before you did and it was not fun. <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, it's over. It works now. And mm-hmm. uh, what is fun, though, uh, this this is an app recommendation. It came from Jordan Harbinger from The Art of Charm. Um, Bartender 2. Okay. Uh, it, when you do run a Mac, you get uh, all these little widgets in your top uh, menu bar that just eventually become unwieldy and untenable and get cut off half the time. And uh, yeah. Bartender gives you one icon that you can put everything under. So nice. you can clean it up. It's three bucks. It is the best three bucks I've spent all year. I cannot recommend this enough. Go get it if you have a Mac. Seriously. Okay. 
Oh, it's, it's so much nicer. Um, my second software recommendation for the week is Zencaster. Now, this is for podcasters for the most part, but uh, if you're trying to do remote interviews like, like we're doing right now, and if yeah. you didn't want to record on Skype and you needed the other person to record their end so you get a high-fidelity recording, Zencaster mm-hmm. will do that for you, and it's browser-based. So all you do is you send them a link, and they open it in Chrome or Firefox, uh, right. give the microphone permissions, and it will send you it will send you to Dropbox a WAV file or an MP3 of their side of the conversation as soon as when the when the conversation's over. Fantastic. It's it's not very expensive for what you get. It's you know like you know a couple bucks a month, and uh, I we've used it. It has saved our bacon on some really high profile interviews with people in like Croatia where. It doesn't matter what kind of pipe they're on. Skype is going to suck from Croatia <laughs> and it saved the interview because they kept dropping out and uh, we got a clean recording slotted in the Zencaster one and sounded great. So they just came out of beta and uh, I believe the guy's name's Josh. I uh, could be getting that wrong, but nice guy. Check it out. Well done. Nice. Yes. And uh, this, this, uh, this is a gadget that I'm not going to buy, but <laughs> um, it's called the grappler police bumper. Yes, it's this wacky little net thing that the cops have developed to uh, be able to put on the front of their trucks, go up behind somebody and basically stop a high high speed pursuit with uh, with basically some rope. <laughs> the fun part's the video. You got to watch the video. Yeah, I liked it. It was really cool. That, that's smart. It's it's fun. And yeah, the video is great. I would love to see that happen in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing that got me was I'm like, oh, man, they're never going to get that close. Why would they want to get that close on a high speed chase? But then I remember they always do that when they when, you know, they have to do the quote unquote pit maneuver. Yeah. That works about, you know, 15 percent of the time and then just makes the cops look dumb when it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this you have you said still have to get up on them. But uh, I imagine at some point they'll have a, a launchable version of it. But definitely go right. check out the uh, the video. It's fun. <laughs> uh, the next one I found was. Uh, a lifeguard drone. Right. This is drones done right. Yes. So if somebody's drowning, they they whip out the drone. It goes out, throws them a life preserver with a with a beacon on it, and uh, gives the lifeguard some time to actually get on their little ski doos and get out there and pick the people up. This is a great use of technology. I think super cool. And the video again is really good. It's yeah, cool. A lot of <laughs> these have videos. Sorry, we're an audio <laughs> podcast, but some things we can't help. <laughs> yes. And this this next one is in here for you. It's a Sith versus Jedi cuckoo clock. Why is this in here for me? This you're is a Star this Wars is, nerd. I I love Star Wars, but this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to see it in your kids room next time I come over. Guaranteed. <laughs> you 100% will never see this in it's there. Going this to be, is, it's going to be delivered by your Millennium Falcon drone. <laughs> this is quite possibly the ugliest piece of merchandise I've ever seen. <laughs> this is right. It's right out of the Franklin Mint Plate Division. <laughs> it is bad. It is real bad. Um I like yeah. I like the the Millennium Falcon perched askew like a beret on the top of the clock. <laughs> that is one of the more ridiculous parts. Also, the hanging lightsabers yes. that dangle. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could just Speaking see of hanging I could see dangle. Han going and saying, "Let's jump to light speed in French." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, so speaking of dangling, um, Ubisoft has a game out called Watchdog Two. Watchdogs Two. Mm-hmm. I. I I'm not a gamer. I have not played this, uh, but uh, you know they are doing the things where you know this is an online game where you're playing with other people and you can share things throughout the game via the game itself. Um, and apparently, somebody who built the game uh, created one of the female characters uh, with an entirely rendered vagina. Nice. That you get to and find. <laughs> um, 
And so some character or some character, some guy playing the game. Um, he might be a character. You don't know. <laughs> Goron 2000 uh, found it and shared it using the game's own tools and then was banned by Ubisoft and said, uh, you're out of here. You can't do that. What? Done. Not Ubisoft. Sorry. Uh, uh, Sony. 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 Through their network. So all the guy did was find something in the game, use Sony's own tools to publicize it. Uh, and now all of a sudden he's in trouble. Well, that's stupid. What they, yeah, it is. <laughs> that, so, that, that's my highbrow commentary yes, on it. Uh, well, that's dumb. <laughs> that's pretty much what it came down to. So, but, uh, Sony did eventually give him his access back. Um, so he can go in there and I, one would assume they're removing the fully rendered vagina. I just like saying fully rendered vagina. <laughs> I wish we could make that our, we, our I, show I said, title. That's our show title right there, kids. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Amazon has updated their app just in time for Christmas. The Amazon app for iPhone now has X-ray vision. Except F-U? it doesn't. It does sticking, not have sticking with the French. <laughs> X- uh, to see inside your packages. No, it does not. That headline is a lie. Uh, what it has is it will scan. Uh, it will scan the the barcode yeah. and it'll connect it to your account and what you ordered then what was shipped within that barcode so you don't have to open the box uh to see what's inside of it so you can just wrap it and be cheap and give people stuff wrapped in the amazon box oh how how lame is that it's pretty lame i'd be annoyed if uh if it was just the amazon box that it was covered in some just pay them to wrap the damn thing right away seriously they offer that yeah yeah (laughs) so this is is cheapskate vision is what this is Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's cheapskate vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using my Echo a little bit more than than I intended to. Uh, I've now delved into the shopping list and the to do list uh, functionality, and I've even ended up using. <laughs> yes, if that's then that programming. All right. I've signed up, and uh, I found an inst- uh, cool little script that basically uh, allows you to easily send your uh, your shopping list to your email instead of having to use the app itself when you're out and about, or you know, then you can just print it. So it's pretty cool. So if you've got one of these, you haven't gotten that far yet. A uh, link is in the show notes. Well, so put that if recipe in the show notes because I think I want to use that. <laughs> that that's that is the link I provided, Jason. Oh, excellent! All right, yes. even better. <laughs> Look at there you thinking you ahead. All right, I try. Well, since since you put that in there, I found this one that just came out. Uh, your Alexa uh, or yes. Echo? They they see this is the problem. The Verge uh, screwed calls this it up. the Alexa. They call it the Alexa, yeah. and it's an Echo. It's not. It's the Echo. Yes. yes. Uh, well, it, starting tomorrow, actually, when this airs, it'll be starting today. You will be able to send text messages if you're an AT&T customer to up to 10 friends just by speaking to them to your Echo. Yeah. And if you were worried at all about all your texts going to China, now they're going to Amazon, too. Yeah. Bezos will be in the closet. <laughs> mm, what did he say? Yes. How many uh, how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? Three. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, I. I it's great functionality, I, as, you, as long as you're aware of the privacy issues involved. But uh, I, I look forward to having that functionality on Verizon. That'd be great. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of that, though, I've got that Echo Dot, not nearly as good as the main Echo. It in it picks up. Sense? It will pick up the dog snoring and light up, like it dot. like like it said, you know, Echo. <laughs> well, it doesn't have you know the 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 array of technology inside of it, so obviously. But it still should have the same speech recognition chip that sends the stuff to Amazon. But it I, I be... don't think it's the speech recognition issue that you're experiencing. I think it's probably the difference in the microphones and how they're they're arrayed inside the actual system. 
I don't know. It's it's right next to the bed, so I don't know. It's it's annoying when it when it lights up in the middle of the night because literally the dog will snore and the the room will turn blue. Like thought, what? Jason. <sighs> Just one quick thought about that. You don't have to have it right next to your bed. Well, I've only got a nightstand in my room, and that's where it's got to go. Well, stick the whole, in the, the whole point is so I can reach over in the morning and say, Alexa. No, the whole point is <laughs> the whole point is so you don't reach over at all. It's hands free. Well, I, I lean over, I roll over and point to it. I put my I put my mouth hole at it and says, "Play K Rock." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway, what, do you get? what else you got? Uh, the final thing I have is just uh, when all of this. Uh, I, I gave a shot to signal messaging app. Um, this is by Whisper Systems. Uh, this has been doing the rounds since the election. Um, just. And even before then, because of WhatsApp being owned by Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, a lot of people are touting uh, Signal as being basically the strongest encryption uh, and the best for privacy in terms of messaging app that is out there. So I downloaded it and installed it and have zero friends that have it. I've so got it. Useless. That's weird. You should see me. I'm on there. I've been no, on there I'm forever. Fucking, I know you came up on there. I'm just I was making a point. I'm not your friend. I'm just your co-host. I would like to point out, though, right now that K-Rock is playing in my house because I just yelled at my echo. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Media Candy. Found this nifty little short film by uh, Laura Poitras and Heinrich Moltke. Mm-hmm. It's called Project X. Uh, it's 10 minutes long, narrated by Rami Malik from, uh, you know, Mr. Robot and Michelle Williams, yep. who I can't remember for the life of me who that is. Um, uh, actress. Um, they've been in quite a lot of things. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, just like I said, just not at the moment. Uh, it's based on some uh, some Snowden revelations about this building that they call Titan Point in the middle of New York. Yep. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And The Intercept did a full-on uh, article about it, which I highly recommend reading. So uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit longer, but it gives you the whole history of the building. It's really neat. So I think it... Uh, I think you should definitely check that out. And there's, if you go to the Intercept article, there's a quick uh, little snippet from the yep. from the film, which is kind of fun because it does have you know, Rami, like doing his voiceover, which is fun. Yeah, I, I actually didn't see this in the notes earlier, so I just put something in our show notes because um, I saw this in the news yesterday. Uh, this this building uh, has already been added to SimCity as a mod. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if anybody's still out there doing SimCity, God knows. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, it's surprising. It's an old building. It's been around for a very long time, and there have yeah. been lots of documentaries about it. But Yeah. So uh, let's get on to some more entertainment news. Ghost in the Shell, the trailer is out. Have you watched it? I have. What did you think? Um, not a fan no i liked it shouldn't be scarlett johansson it shouldn't be scarlett johansson but i think she did decent you know yeah fine but shouldn't be just scarlett johansson yeah 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 you're one of those <laughs> yes i am <laughs> um trailer for a new sci-fi series out called incorporated which is very interesting. interesting yeah yep uh, um, i will i will watch the show at some point yeah um after it's canceled for sure um yeah one of the main bad guys is Dennis Haysbert, which we know from the Allstate commercials, but also he was Snake Doctor in The Unit, which I love him for. Because okay. The Unit was a great show. Highly recommended. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, and I know last week I said I was going to sit down with the Cornetto trilogy and watch yes. it. But yeah. as I was scrolling through my my media center, I realized mm-hmm. that a while ago, like maybe a year or two ago, I had, had like delved through the backwaters of the Internet and found the complete series of WKRP in Cincinnati. My God, man. I've been watching that every night. I watch two episodes before I go to bed. So hold up. 
oh my god does it hold up it is awesome. just as funny as it was when we were kids um <laughs> and i it, in some places it's funnier but it is just one of those things where it's just like that little breath of levity that i need at the end of the day right. and i have to say friend of the show and our ios developer for the grumpy old geeks uh, ios app trent hamilton is mm-hmm. dr johnny fever nice <laughs> the 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 similarities are unnerving, except uh, Fever doesn't have as many tattoos, but... That's true. Their tattooing wasn't quite uh, so in vogue back at that point. No, but man, I, I can't recommend it enough. You, it, It's on Amazon. You can find it. When I was looking for it, it wasn't out, or it was like uh, one of those really hard to get, like, you know, overseas imports, but you can right. get it now. Uh, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. If you're just looking, if you're an old fuck like us and you just want some uh, some old school, you know, sitcom, go for it. Nice. Uh, Google Music Play or Play Music, however you want to yes. say it. Uh, they've mm-hmm. relaunched with uh, some machine learning. To, oh, joy. Yeah, it's going to figure out where you're at and will give you a playlist based on if you're at the gym or I wonder what it would be if you're in a meeting for like six hours. Maybe it'll be like a, a fugue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't want any of this. Nope. That's why I don't yeah. use Google Play Music. OK. I use Amazon <laughs> Music Unlimited. I signed up mm-hmm. this week. Okay. uh I was looking at the pricing on it, seven ninety nine for the whole house, or you know, for the full thing since I'm yeah. a Prime member. Yeah. Um, the the downside is my recommended stations when I signed in are Pink Floyd, Journey, in Chicago. So obviously oh. they don't want to retain me as a customer because those are the my three most hated bands of all time. <laughs> good times. Yeah, and and also Amazon Music has uh, stuck up with the proud tradition of nobody on the fucking planet being able to do a decent UI for a music service. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I just can't. I still use Spotify. The one uh, Spotify isn't even great, but it's the best of all the streaming services out there. Well, so it's that, and that is the only reason I am sticking with them. As you're about to tell me, I shouldn't. Well, you might want to get a new SSD drive for your Mac because they are writing massive amounts of junk data to your drive. The uh, thing is, though, and yeah, go ahead and finish actually first, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 buffering or doing doing something where it can be doing multiple gigabytes and terabytes in the background to your drive. With while it's just sitting there in idle mode, you're not even playing anything. So right. it's and it's uh, they need to fix this because SSDs they have a very limited lifespan. So if you're just writing and writing and writing to them, you could be you know taking a, a huge amount of life off that drive. And it's not as easy as it once was to just uh, open things up and replace them. You have to buy a new computer <laughs> or or get a Mac Monkey to open it up with his special tools and you know welding yeah. torches to you know, get at it and put it back together. Now, my question being, I never launched Spotify on my actual laptop. Hardly ever. Mm-hmm. It's it's mostly not running. So I'm assuming if it's not open and not running, this isn't happening. No, it's not I an issue o- if it's not running. I only use it on my phone or via Amazon Echo. So theoretically, I'm not having this issue. Yeah, you should be safe then. All right, good. Well, fix it anyways, because every now and then I do want to launch it. Yeah, Damn definitely. It. And I have information that I think will make you a very happy man, Jason. I know that you listen to regular K-Rock now. Yes, I do. Echo, uh, to K-Rock being the legendary Los Angeles station um, and Jason being in Chicago. I want to let you know about K-Rock HD 2. What's this? This is Rock of the 80s. Mm. Uh, you can go. It is basically literally the same jocks or at least some of them uh, that were helming K-Rock back when it was world famous and and innovative. And they're playing the same music uh, that they were playing. It, it basically you're, it, it's like you're in the DeLorean from Back to the Future and you've gone back to the 80s when this is on in your radio. It, it's all the great songs. I, again, I'm always flabbergasted that you, 
are the only person I know that didn't grow up in Southern California that loves Oingo Boingo. They play Oingo Boingo all the time because that's what they did back in the eighties yeah. here. K rock. Uh, and, and there, there's no playlisting. There are deep cuts being played all the time. Um, this is now my go-to station in my car constantly. I've given up on Sirius XM's first wave because that you hear the same 10 songs all the time. This takes me back to childhood. This is exactly, I, they could just be literally playing tapes that they recorded from back then. Awesome. It is fantastic. I think you should check it out. You can definitely get to it through tune in, which means you'll be able to get through it to it through your echo. Yeah. Give it a listen, Jason. I think you will love this station. No, that's great. Cause I only listened to K rock through my echo. So this is, this is the best fun. This, Merry Christmas to me. Thank you. I, I think you are going to be so pleased with the amount of Oingo Boingo they play. And just, uh, you love every song. You're going to be so hooked on this. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. And, and, and as a present to you, Abfab the movie is uh, coming out November 29th. I'm very excited. I, I managed to completely miss it because of the timing and my son being born and all that. So I have not seen it yet. So I am looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah I, I've uh, well, you can download it on the backwaters of the Internet if you'd like to get it a little bit early. <laughs> I'll wait. It's OK. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still uh, getting caught up on that. WKRP kind of gotten my ab fab round. Maybe I'll do a KRP and an ab fab before I go to bed. It's a lot of letters. It is. It is. Yeah. And there's a Christmas present for all of us. Uh, we have been waiting a very long time. The Grand Tour is uh, was set to debut today, because you'll be hearing this on Friday. Uh, they actually decided to pull it out a day early. <laughs> so as of Thursday, the 17th, which is right now when we're recording this, um, not quite right now, in two hours, Jason, this <gasps> will be at 4 o'clock Pacific time, episode one drops. Oh, goody. I'll be cutting this one quick. <laughs> so... Another Christmas present for you, because I guess you didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yes, the first episode will air in exactly two hours as you're listening to this. It is out, so go watch it. Oh, sweet. Moron of the week. Boy, do I have a Christmas present for the pretentious bastard in your life. Um. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple of years back, if this would have been released, say, five years ago, Jason, when I was making crazy money, this would have been your your Christmas present. I can see that. I can see that. Hands down. Uh, Apple is releasing a $300 book containing 450 photos of its own products. Yep. It is called um, Designed by Apple in California. And as the, the Verge article states, a name that somehow manages to be both humble and incredibly pretentious at the same time. Yeah. So didn't they also say something like uh, takes navel gazing to a new level? Uh, that and a book like this takes courage. Yes, a book like this <laughs> takes courage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know who's who's dumber, the Apple for releasing it or any idiot that buys it. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people buying it. You got to watch the video of Johnny Ive that I dug up. It's uh, yeah, I didn't watch it. It's good. That's that's in the show notes. Everybody go take a look. <laughs> yes. Um, and the, the last one, uh, uh, a Scottish, uh, it was Colin Beatty. It, he's got letters that I don't understand because I'm not from over there. Um, but he's calling for government action over the change to Toblerone. <laughs> Because there's nothing more important going on over there right now. Yes, he's saying the change to the bars are emblematic of the devastating consequences of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to offer condolences to those mourning this change. <laughs> you know what, though? The funny thing is, if you really follow the money, he may not be wrong. No, he's not. Because <laughs> because the, the spokeswoman for Toblerone says, uh, well, the foreign exchange rate is currently not favorable and could not clarify if it only applied to the UK, which means it might actually be part of it. 
Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize Toblerone was a U.S. company. I, I did not either. I always thought that was a, a European candy. I thought it was Swiss. Mm. Toblerone. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, also a British company. That's why their pizza sucks so bad. So on Patreon, uh, for our Patreon subscribers, we love you. Patreon.com slash GOG podcast or just GOG. GOG. God, just <laughs> GOG. Uh, um, I posted, uh, for those of you not really into Iron Maiden, because we talked about the Iron Maiden ugly Christmas sweater last week, um, the Cure Christmas sweater. It was a beautifully designed, very funny, kind of based on South Parkian take of Robert Smith uh, on a sweater. And it was fantastic. And it was on a site called tchip.com. Since then, unfortunately, it has been removed, uh, one would assume, because of copyright and content issues. Yeah, so so uh, earlier today, I checked it out and said, this campaign is under review by our content review team. (laughs) And uh, then gone. Now, I am somewhat curious as to how they deal with that. I assume people that had ordered it will just get refunded. I actually do know somebody that that ordered it, so I'm going to send her an email and find out what exactly happened. I'm sure that. they so, just got a refund, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So it's a shame because it was quite quite good. Uh, now, this, this next one, uh, hat tip to the Chinese. Mm-hmm. They hate the high beams over there. Yep. So they've come up with a ways, they've come up with stickers that you can put in your rear window that only get illuminated when they're when the high beams are on. And they're very scary. They're from, you know, like uh, the girl with no face and all that stuff from horror movies, you know, like uh, the ring yeah. and stuff like that. It's very yeah. funny. But apparently there are problems with that, because uh, if the driver that has the high beams on or flips their high beams on, sees the person in the window, gets freaked out and causes an accident, you're mm-hmm. to blame <laughs> if it's yeah. your car with the decal. Yep. So uh, I think uh, I think the best one, it, you know, people are going around this and figuring out better ones but the best one is at the very end it just says turn off your fucking high beam (laughs) which i think really sums up the whole point it kind of gets right to the point there yeah are you kidding me loving julian assange is back in the Uh news for many different things yep first off he met with some uh prosecutors for the people who were uh trying to get him for the rape charges way back right Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the abuse of a different ty- type of pussy. His cat. Oh, boy. His cat. He's dressing his cat up in uh, collars and ties and putting them in the window of the embassy, the Ecuadorian embassy, because he must be so ridiculously bored after being there for so many years. This is what it's come down to. Yeah, I guess, you know, he got sick of being dressed up as an asshat. Mm-hmm. So now he has to dress up somebody else, apparently. Yep. Okay. Well, we've got uh, in my in my uh, are you kidding me files? I have Star Trek: The Cruise Two, <laughs> Electric the, Cruiseloo, the Wrath of George <laughs> Takei, I suppose. Uh, it's hosted by George Takei. Oh my! And you get a, a actually quite a good cast list is going on there. Um, no captains. You know, you're not going to get a captain, but um, you know, Frakes, McFadden, some good people, Levar Burton. Terry Farrell, I, I like this group. No, you got a Not, pretty good, pretty good mix and mash here. I, I, you know, if Avery Brooks was going on that, I'd be booking my stateroom. No captains, man. No captains. No captains because you no. have to, you have to sign up for the captain's cruise. <laughs> Apparently, so that's much more expensive. So uh, this is funny. I mean, okay, okay why not? I, I would never go on this, but I, I, please do enjoy the the cheap 
cheaply done website and all the horrible attempts at engaging Star Trek humor here. Like, uh, get ready engaging. to engage <laughs> on the most fascinating adventure. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've set our phasers to stun. You, our guest, that is. Oh, see, now, if they had, if they had done the, the Simpsons set phasers <laughs> to fun... That would have been. I, you know, that's probably copywritten. It, yeah, actually, it is. It's it's The Simpsons, so yeah. I I still steal it anyway. Fuck them. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the last one we both put this in here at different 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 times of the day. Uh, Post truth is Oxford Dictionary's word of the year. Hat tip to Calby Monday for uh, pointing me uh, to this one last night. But uh, yes, post truth, which yes. is uh, basically uh, truthiness, which Stephen Colbert uh, coined in two thousand five. Relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion <clears throat> or elections than appeals to emotion and personal belief. There you go. This is this is uh, this is about as groundbreaking as when literally was <laughs> reclassified as a word meaning absolutely nothing. It could yeah. mean it could mean literally or it could mean literally I went to the mall and got some shoes. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's yeah. Yay. 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 Comment of the week. Whoa, we got some comments. <laughs> we did get some comments. We, we got some comments. Okay, so uh, here we go. We did we did we did talk a little bit about our feelings post election. So fair enough. So some people wrote back. So we're not gonna keep on doing that because that's not the show that we do. You've got plenty of podcasts for that. Knock yourselves out. But here we go. This is uh, from Jason to Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I really. know I didn't get drunk and write this myself. <laughs> oh, that. Wow. What a Black Mirian twist this could have been. I know. But okay. it, actually, the beginning part could have been written by me. But go ahead. Yes, it could, it could have. Okay. So it's long. We're going to go quick. Uh, really, you vomited because of this election. I thought you were grumpy, not wimpy. Listen, the last eight years for some of us have been a nightmare. Obamacare has done serious damage to my son's ability to receive proper health care. He lost his doctors and affordable medication due to this horrifying legislation that none of the Dems read before passing. This did not cause me to set my neighborhood on fire, destroy others' property, nor did I pull black people from their cars and assault them. I strapped in for this shit-filled ride and did what I had to do for my family. I have had to watch my son and my family suffer for the last eight years, and I hope that neither of you have to ever go through this. I truly hope that Brian's child is healthy, so you will not have to endure the pain of watching your child be denied care due to lack of insurance and funds to pay for needed surgeries. We also lost Social Security benefits due to Obama's policies while millions of people who just walk into this country are treated like royalty. Many of us voted Trump's just on the hopes that Obamacare will be repealed for something better thought out and less damaging to most of us. There is a balance if the time is taken to do it right. Right. You both have a lot to say about a man who has not even taken office and has set no policy yet. We can can we not be adults about this and see what happens? I can tell you from experience that you can do nothing about what has been done. I do love the show and have for years. I enjoy the books you review and recommend. I listen to them and the new security updates help me keep me cyber safe. I am a one password user. Thanks, buddy. Uh, could you please stop with the doom and gloom and get back to being grumpy about botnets and Facebook selling us out to the highest bidder? Thank you for your attention, Jason. Okay, first off, yes, we're going to try to do that. Secondly, it, it, unless Obama, unless the yeah. tech and the policy, uh, there there is a over there's a crossover, which yeah. there will be an awful lot because what the the security implications are going to be pretty big for technology. So we're going to talk about it a lot. Sorry, uh, I. I understand everything that you're saying. I appreciate the fact that you took the time to do exactly what you did. This is the dialogue that that we talk about being missing. The fact that you wrote all this to us is fantastic. And, and I feel for you and the things that you've gone through. And I appreciate the fact that you you actually wrote this to us instead of just going, fuck you guys. 
because saying fuck you guys on both sides is useless and it actually makes things worse. So thank you for writing this. Uh, sorry about what you went through. I disagree with your view on Obamacare. Uh, Obamacare was gutted because of a fight between the two parties. Uh, exactly what we're talking about, about the lack of communication. It isn't what it should have been. 100% agreed on that. Not entirely their fault. My personal take on this is I understand the people that voted for Trump because of things like Obamacare getting repealed. And I understand the people that voted for Trump for things like we need our jobs. I don't accept that. The, to me, that doesn't make up for the fact that you voted in misogyny and hatred. And that is the campaign that he ran and that I have a problem with. And I, I draw a line there. I really do. While I understand why you did what you did, you need to understand why I feel the way about it that I do. And, you know, let's keep talking about it, but that's not going to be our podcast. No. Okay. Yeah. The, here's, here's the deal after the show. Yes, I did. I did puke because here's the problem. I have, I, I read thousands and thousands and thousands of articles a week just for this show mainly. And after a long time, it does get to you. And then the cognitive dissonance kicks in when something that you think can't happen does. And your, your, your brain just can't quite adapt to it. So <laughs> once it was passed, I, I've been happier than a clam the past week. So, I don't, you know, Brian, Brian has his take. I have my take. I have just been getting to work. And all I want to do is make great content for people to bring them levity and fun times in the hard times ahead. And I understand why you did what you did. And a lot of people that I've talked to. Same boat, same exact boat, you know, when, when there's no other alternative for the problems that you have, you gotta, you gotta change it up. I understand that. Um, and that's all I'm going to leave it at. I'm done with it. I'm, 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 I'm out of the politics game because I am not, it's above my pay grade, honestly. So <laughs> I am, I am not a political pundit correspondent. I just had a bad week, a bad year and a half, um, but I'm done. So let's move on to some more, uh, interesting feedback um, well, well not, you can't not be more interesting. That, that was actually the most interesting feedback we got. But uh, let's let's talk to some more entertaining feedback. All right. Well, uh, uh, from iTunes. This is my uh, my um, turn. My turn. Oh, sorry. My bad. Back up, okay. biatch. Okay. Hogging the mic, Jesus. Uh, this one comes from Flern. Yes, Flern. Uh, title of this uh, review from iTunes. Hmm. Nope. One star. Very completely meh. Yep. Thanks, Fern. Flern. Well, gee, shocking. Uh, the the one day, the one show right after the election, we get a couple one star ratings. Yeah. I wonder what view they take. Now, see, that's the difference between Jason, who took the time to write a thoughtful email to us and people that just go, well, screw you guys. I'm going home. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. You, we screw did you guys. I'm going home. Exactly. Uh, Luke K1 gave us a five-star rating. Uh, Go-to podcast. Of all the podcasts I subscribe to, I find myself trying to keep up with this one. Never seem to have the time to keep up with them all. Tell me about it. Jason's so super trooper about that stuff. I'm always behind as well. Um, enjoyable tech news updates and banter. Having just retired from tech slash corporate R&D 40 years, I still look forward to listening to Jason and Brian every week and now hope to have a tiny bit more time to do so. Thank you so much, Luke K1, and congratulations on the retirement. Absolutely. Congratulations for getting the hell out. Yep. <laughs> All right. This next one comes from Vra Chevalier. Now, yes. Now there's a there's a typo in this. Uh, I don't. Need, I actually it might not be a typo. It just could be the way he spelled. But he spelled waste wast. So I immediately went to I, my my French accent. But then I looked up yes. Vra Chevalier. It is very French. Yeah. yeah. So the title is Papin Pablum. 
This show is getting progressively worse. It is now a waste of my time to listen to. It has turned into a bunch of pap and pable um. Such a shame. One star. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Again, I'll take the one star ratings because I know exactly why you're giving us a one star rating. You didn't. You don't like our politics. Cool. That's mine. Well, uh, honestly, we we did kind of suck for the last week, but that's okay. We're back. We're better now. I was I was in a bad mood. <laughs> we both were. <laughs> all good. All right. They so can't Jason all be winners. Black, no, they can't all be winners. Yeah. Oh, and by nah, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Uh, Jason Blackman, <laughs> five star rating. Um, Jason, I love your show. You guys have just the right amount of cynicism and humor to keep to keep true geeks coming back. Thank you for keeping your listeners informed and entertained. Basically, what it's all about. I find myself looking forward to the next show immediately after the end of the last one. Thank you so much. Woo! Thank you very much. Yep. Yes, thanks for all your feedback. You can head over to grumpyoldgeeks.com and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. Closing shout outs! Since I have stopped looking at social media, Twitter, Facebook, the like, stopped reading the newspaper, <laughs> and have been uh, rediscovering music, I uh, found a great video that I loved when it came out. It's called Mindland from Rammstein. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, not to get political or anything. <laughs> Didn't you tell me to? to I just to I I love the video the and then I stuff on the show. look I love the video but then I looked at the lyrics and I'm like oh shit <laughs> but still it's a great video gotta watch it wait for the end it's it's an entire day at the beach with Rammstein and a lot of sexy oh, girls not to be political but maybe we should listen to some Dead Kennedys <laughs> there you go <laughs> kill the fucking poor <laughs> anyways. Okay, right. well, uh, I will give a shout out to uh, Corey Seager uh, and Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, Corey Seager, uh, when gets Rookie of the Year, and Dave Roberts got uh, National League Manager of the Year. So, well done. Let's go, Dodgers. Um, and a shout out to Dan Rather. He's a real journalist, and he's killing it online right now. Um, follow him on social media. He wrote a really great story over at Scientific American. Now more than ever, we must stand up for science, and I do believe educated people on both sides of the aisle can agree we must stand up for science. Science! Yes. Science. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Jason DeFilippo. All my info and links are at about.me slash jpd. And I have a new domain. You can find me at jpd.photos. Because I'm, you know, split the difference. And .photos is such a cool damn, like, top-level domain that I had to buy it. What a waste of money. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Fine. I'm Brian Schulmeister, and you can follow me on Twitter, at SlenderFungus, or Brian.whatevers, man. <laughs> How about fuck.you? <laughs> if you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash GOG and sign up. Even as little as a buck a month helps keep us on the air. If you're cheaper broke but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a glowing review and five stars. And at the very least, please share the show with your friends. Grumpyoldgeeks.com is where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, ask us questions that we can read on the air, or find links to our awesome sponsors and stuff we like. We have our new subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash GOG podcast. We're also on Twitter at GOG podcast and on Instagram at at grumpy old geeks. Please take our super fast user survey at grumpy slash survey. It'll take you less than 30 seconds and it helps us know who the hell all of you are. And as soon as you guys fill it out, we can stop advertising for it. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music, or get 10 exclusive tracks when you sponsor us on Patreon. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stachansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash andy, where you can listen to this song in its entirety. 
Voiceovers for the show are provided by Robert Fogarty. You can check out his writing and editing services at scribblepinch.com. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 186. Alexa, off!